Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Let's open up the word. Let's get into the word. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So, the future is now. There's a song that says, uh, it's an old song that was written that says, I'm somewhere in the future and I look much better than I look right now. So, tonight I want you to know that God is already at the place of manifestation. There's somewhere in the future where everything has been fulfilled, where everything has been manifested, (laughs) where the things that you're only dreaming about now or envisioning, where you are already there and enjoying the benefits of that. You are somewhere in the future right now, right now, and you look much better than you look right now. The vision has come into fulfillment. Everything that we just speak about now has already happened. It's already taken place, and you're busy stepping into that in this season. There was a time in my life where I was so hungry for the glory, for the power of God, that I would do anything. I would travel anywhere in the world. If I heard that the power of God is there, I would go. I would save money and I would go. It doesn't matter where in the world. I went to India. I went to Sri Lanka. I went to Africa. There's many places in Africa. Listen, there's miracles that I'll tell you about tonight, but unfortunately, after I tell you, you won't allow me to speak any further, so I won't speak about that. <laughs> There's stuff that's happening that people have not seen, but it's happening, okay? You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says that Jesus did, did a lot more miracles that was recorded there, and somehow people have taken the miracles that Jesus have done, and they've made that principles of what is allowed to be done. They've boxed the miracles in. They said, this is miracles. That's it. Just blind eyes that can see, the lame can walk. That's, that's miracles. <laughs> that is the ones that's been recorded. But there's, there's many mysteries in the scripture, <laughs> many things. It's just random, random things that's happening. There's one part in the garden where Jesus, I mean, at the time just before his crucifixion in the garden, where suddenly a boy appears. Do you know about that? A young boy, naked, just appears. I mean, it, it's about Jesus in the garden, and uh, then a naked boy appears, and just random. But if you, study, <laughs> if you study the area where it's happened, there was a graveyard that was close to that place, and they used to bury the children with this linen around them. And when the boy appeared where Jesus was praying, he, the boy only was naked, only had that linen on him. And so... So a child has been raised from the dead just because Jesus was in the vicinity, in the area. I mean, it's a, it's a mystery. It's, I mean, it's, there's many of these things that's just throughout the scripture that you see that happens. It's just unexplainable. And there is more miracles that is available to us than what we realize. And so tonight I want to come and I want to stir something in here to say that don't limit the miracles that God can do. That's why I speak about debt cancellation tonight. Why can't God do it? If you have faith for it, God can do it. He can do it. I've seen it happen. I've witnessed it. How supernaturally God just did things. It's unexplainable how things have happened. Unexplainable. I've got so many testimonies that I could share with you tonight, but 
I want to say a couple of things, but I don't want you to be offended. So if you're offended, don't be. <laughs> okay. You know, as I travel the world looking for supernatural things, I've learned, I've picked up something. And what I've picked up is, and I'm sensitive to say this, but what I've picked up all over the world is, listen, the darker the skin is, the more easier the supernatural functions. But the lighter the skin is, the more people question the miracles of God. Especially Africa. You see, when a miracle happens in Africa, people believe it. But when Europeans or people from America come and they see that same miracle, the first thing that they do is they question whether it's from God. I want you to understand this. We have to get to a place where we have that faith where we say God can do it. So there's things that I'll tell you tonight where if I would say it, the first thing that you would say is you would say, no, 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 it sounds demonic. Because, because your first response is to question it. Your first response is no, not to accept it by faith. You first want proof. You first want to see it. You first want to see it explained. So I'm sharing this with you, not because it is a principle, but because... We have access to the supernatural, but we have, to, we have to have childlike faith where we say, God, if your word says it, then I believe it. That's it. I accept it. I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to sit back and say, no, God can. can. I'm going to accept and say, yes, God, if God can do it for someone else, he can do it for me. It can happen. The reason is that right now there's, I mean, all over the earth there's wicked things that's becoming stronger and stronger but in the same sense, it's time for the power of God to become stronger. And God, God doesn't want to repeat just the old miracles. He wants to do greater things. Greater things. Things that you have not seen yet, that we have not witnessed yet. I was in a meeting in Africa where they, at that moment, they prayed for something that was called miracle money. The pastor preached for about two hours and they wouldn't believe him so he stopped in the meeting and he said listen I want to stop preaching now let, let me release the power I release money right now check your wallets check your purses and people started to pull out thousands and thousands out of their pockets they just appeared and then there's that group that responds and says that God Listen, I don't, if there's a thousand dollars that shows up in my pocket, I don't care where it comes from. <laughs> I don't care. God, do whatever you want to do. And people want to complain about it, it's okay, but look, God, I want to see the supernatural. So they took some of the notes, and it was interesting because obviously there was hundreds and hundreds of thousands that was... They just appeared in the meeting. And so obviously the first response was the ARS or, I mean, tax. They were there. They wanted to know where does the money come from? How does that work? I mean, so they tested the notes that appeared in that meeting. They tested it. And as they tested it, they said those notes are perfect. It is impossible for a man, because even if they print it under a telescope, there's still, I mean, errors on those notes. They tested those notes and they said it is impossible. It's too perfect. Wow. What was interesting about that is that 
You know, so every note has a number on it. So they would have a lot of zeros, and then one, and then zero, two, three, every. So in a certain, let's say, in a hundred dollar note, it goes from a certain sequence, from zero, zero, zero to to five hundred. And it was amazing because the printing of those notes, the number sequence on it, started from where it ended in the natural print. <laughs> it's too perfect. Supernatural. There's a lot of these things that's happening all over the world. Supernatural things. I heard of a man in, that's raising the dead. And uh, they don't advertise it because they do it daily. And so I heard about it. I went there, got onto the plane, flew to that place. I sat in those meetings, looked at how they raised the dead. The meeting started and, uh, you know, let me explain this to you. We've come to a place where we preach for two hours and we demonstrate the glory for 10 minutes. So I'm sitting in this meeting and they preach for 10 minutes and then they function in the glory for two hours. Okay? So he, he preaches out of a text and a scripture, speaks of, just a scripture about he's sending us out to raise the dead. That's it. After 10 minutes, he says, okay, bring in the dead. Now, in Africa, we can do things like this. In America, <laughs> it's different. <clears throat> it's different. Laws and regulations is limiting the power of God. Okay? So, they brought in the dead. Now, I've never seen a dead person up until then. It's not the way you expect it is. It's different. <laughs> So they're bringing the dead. There's a smell to it. Okay? And then, I mean, he doesn't just raise them. He says, okay, before I pray, I'm going to give all the pastors in the room an opportunity to raise the dead. So if anyone would like to practice, it's now's the time. So he said, come, pray for, pray for them. I said, no, thank you. It's okay. You just do your thing. I'm here to come and I'm okay. He said, no, pray. We've got this. We've got the whole day. Come pray, please. He said, no, it's okay. He said, no, pray. Come. Come try. So a couple of pastors got up. They prayed. Nothing happened. Then there was a baby. One of the dead was a baby. And uh, the church is about 5,000 people. And so some people, were, I mean, skeptics would still say that it's not dead. So there was a dead baby. And they took that dead baby and they passed it around from the front row through all the rows so people can see and expect it. And then he said something. He looked at me, this guy, and he said, he said, do you believe that the word says that we should raise the dead? Do you believe it? I said, definitely. So he said to me, do you do it? I said, what do you mean? He says, I believe it. He says, but do you do it? Do you pray for the dead? I said, no. He said, then you don't believe it. Wow. If you believe it, you would do it. Wow. So he said, okay, let's pray. Raise that dead person. Now, it's interesting when a dead person is being raised, the first thing that they need is nutrition. So immediately they put that person on a chair and they start to get that person some nutrition. Body is dehydrated. Give him water, 
they give them some, some uh, like a protein shake type of thing to get some fuel. And then for three days, they nurture this person just to get him strong enough to walk. And he walks out, wow. out of church. It happens daily, the whole time. I mean, I was there for seven days. By the seventh day, I've seen so many miracles that, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't um, I mean, a surprise anymore. So miracles after miracles after miracles happening. There's places right now where the glory of God is functioning. There's places all over the world. We're living in a time right now where there's a revival, right now. Right now, there's a revival all over the world. Right now. Any church, any, any individual that'll cry out to God will have a visitation. But God will go where there's a hunger, where there's a desire. We've taken, I've said it on Sunday, that we've taken the glory, we've taken the power of God, and we've substituted for something else. Now, I'm for all of the other things. Teachings is important, but it's important for us to function and live in that power. Not just speak about it. Acts 1 verse 8, you will receive power. That's what the Word says. I believe the Word says we will function in power. But do you do it? Do you do it? I loved last, message, last night's message so much where he spoke about faith and he said, if a headache comes, what do you do? If you, do you pray? I mean, people have stopped praying for the little things. They've stopped praying for headaches. Now listen, I agree, we need to get to a place where we need to raise the dead, but uh, we need to start with headaches. We have to pray for something. We have to Respond on every area. Finances. Today, people have substituted the glory for so many other things. If they're sick, they go to the doctor. If they need money, they go to the bank. If they have trouble in their marriage, they go for counseling. We need the glory. We need the power of God. That's what we need. And it's available to us for free. That's what Jesus died for. He... That word about open door, we have access, and we have access now. We have access to it. And that glory is not just for certain individuals to function in. It's for everyone. It's available to every person. You don't have to be a pastor or a prophet. or a. It's available to you. But you have to apply it. You have to apply it to your finances. You have to apply it to your family. You have to apply that word. You have to apply it. Speak that word and see what will happen. Let's read Psalms. Okay. Thank you, Father. We'll go to Psalms now. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. It says, The sun is the radiance, reflection of God's glory, and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by His powerful word. After He had provided purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. The Amplified Bible, he says, he is the sole expression of the glory of God. The light being um, raying or radiance of the divine. And he is the perfect imprint and every image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word and power. Exact representation is what the sun is. So when it comes to the glory, it is the exact representation. It's not 
a copy of a copy of a copy. This is the same glory, the same power. The same power that functioned in Jesus. So let me try to explain to you. You may sit here tonight and you've never raised the dead before, but the Spirit of God within you have done it many times. It might be new to you, but it's not new to Him. Every, the Spirit of God inside you have been a witness to every miracle that has taken place from the beginning. Every miracle. So even though you're hesitant or afraid or fearful, He's not. And that's why we touch on the glory tonight, because when we function in the glory, we do not function in our capacity, because you're limited. But He's not limited. It's new to you, but it's not new to Him. And He's not expecting you to do something in your strength. He just wants to use your hands, your feet, your mouth. He can use anything. He can use angels right now, but He still chooses to use you. Chooses to you. Because just as Jesus was the exact representation, exact that, He wants to fill the earth with His glory. This, <laughs> there's a shift that's taking place where the glory of God is increasing on the earth. Now, if I say the glory of God is increasing, the glory of God does not increase in the atmosphere, in the air. If God's glory is increasing, is increasing in people. All over the world, the glory of God is upon people, and that's how it's increasing. And that glory cannot be contained. It needs to be released. Different languages, different cultures, different places, different miracles, whatever miracles is needed for that moment, whether it's prophecy or healing, whatever is needed. This guy that I spoke about before I left, he imparted, he said, I'm releasing the power of God upon your life. I stood, I mean, I stood on the other side of the church, 5,000 seated, on the other side of the room with my eyes open. He stretched out his hand to me, and a power came upon me. It felt like I, I put my finger in a plug. Not praying, not closed eyes, not looking at him. A power came upon me. Acts, not Acts, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, gifts. Nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. So many giftings that we've read about, that we've focused on. But then there's a gift of miraculous powers. And it's been kept hidden for a long time. Because you see, the thing with power is power easily draws attention to a person. And people need to be able to know that God does not share His glory. It's not about your name or about the individual. What's so amazing to me about this person that I speak about, He has raised more dead people than anyone on the earth, but He does not market it. There's no poster, there's no invitation, there's no... It's not about that. It's just saying, God, I'm just doing what, you'd, what you told me to do. That's it. You know, when I visited him, I said to him, man, you need to travel the world. I mean, you can do crazy miracles. I mean, you know how many people will show up for your meetings? He said to me, no, I'm called for this nation. God has called me to be here. That's what I'm called for. I'm not in it for glory. I'm not in it for... We need more people that can just function in what God has given them than trying to, to brand the glory of God, to label the glory of God. 
to package the glory of God, to say that this is the, this is the glory. Amen? Psalms 127, I'm ending with that. He starts and says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for He grants sleep to those He loves. Would you agree with me that as we read this, that this is symbolic? It's not literal, it's symbolic. Symbolic. He says, unless the Lord builds the house, it's not a natural house. It's symbolic. But then it comes to the second part where he says, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from Him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. This is symbolic. It's not natural. It is symbolic. It's symbolic that's happening. Okay? I prayed for a man a while ago, prophesied to him. And as I prophesied to him, he's in his 50s, and as I prophesied to him, the Lord showed me that a word was spoken over his life at the age of 12. And because of that word was spoken over him, it stripped him from everything in his life. Everything that he tried to attempt failed because of that word. He tried to be, do business, he failed. His relationships failed. Everything in his life failed because of something that was spoken over his life. And that was spoken by his own father. And so, 50 years old, laboring, doing everything in vain, trying to move forward, but nothing is working because the one that was supposed to launch him didn't do that, didn't launch him. And so, I released him from that word. I spoke life over him. And then suddenly things started to happen at that moment because he was released from that. Now, when you shoot an arrow, you don't shoot an arrow backwards. You shoot it forward. When I look at my sons today, it is natural father's desire to see those sons go further. You try to shoot them as far as possible. And so tonight, there's people in this room that have been fired into the ground. In the natural where you were supposed to be launched, you were not launched. In finances, in ministry, in different areas of your life, there was people who were supposed to fire you, release you, to do greater things. But that arrow wasn't shot. Things happened. And so tonight, God is going to refire you. Refire you. And I want you to know, we're not here to blame people tonight. Forgive those people that have, that have, have not done what they're supposed to do but you've not been launched properly in different areas, in finances, in relationships, in ministry, in giftings, in prophecy, in healing. You were supposed to be launched. You walked with people and they were supposed to launch you further than where they are. But they missed it. Either they did not launch you. You see, the amazing thing about the quiver is not about how many arrows I have in my quiver. But the blessing is an empty quiver. It is arrows that's being shot. 
And there's many people today that is just an arrow in a quiver. They have some form of a gifting, talent upon their life and they're not being fired. They've been trained, they've been equipped, they, but they're not being launched. They're not being released for the kingdom of God to be effective. It's not just ministry. God wants to use you in business. He wants to use you in every way of walk of life. He wants to use you to become powerful in that area of your life. And that. And so tonight I'm here so that God can refire you, <laughs> relaunch you. Doesn't matter what happened in the past. Doesn't matter what you went through. It's not about that. The fact is that it's time to step into the potential that you have. It's time to be released into the future. It's time for that fire to be ignited once again in your life. And you're working hard. You're toiling. You know work, but you don't know the glory. You know how to work for it. Don't get stuck on a concept that says, you know, I'll work for what I want in life. There's a Jesus who paid a price for us to have access <laughs> to a lot more than what you've worked for. There's an easier way. There's an easier way. Even in the natural. This is not just spiritual things. In the natural, he speaks about the two people. The one that comes first, works in the land, and then the one that comes last, and they get the same wage. It's unfair. If you want to be the one that works from the beginning, you be that. But God's grace in His kingdom, those that have labored before us, those that have prepared the ground, even in the glory and in, in healing and in prophecy, they've toiled their entire lives and yet we can step into that glory right now and we can go further than what they've been. Great the miracles can take place. Yeah, but I pray 12 hours a day. Good for you. I'm going to pray five minutes. <laughs> I go to churches all over the world. Some of the churches that I go to, they don't allow the worship team to come on stage if they do not fast at least three days a week and pray 10 hours. They've substituted the glory for something else. I mean, they're anointed. When that, when that team gets on that stage, I mean, they're anointed. But yet tonight, a worship team came on stage and they released something I don't know how long they prayed or how long they fasted. They access the glory. They step into it. Same glory. Others prayed 10 hours for that. They fasted three days. I'm not saying don't fast. I'm saying there's an easier way. There's an easier way. God can launch us into the future. He can propel us where you're supposed to be. So don't look at your life tonight and, and, and look at other people and say, you know, they missed it. I, I should have been there. I didn't get that opportunity. I missed that open door. I walked with this person. The, God is here tonight to refire you, relaunch you, reactivate you. And so tonight we're going to pray for that. We're going to lay hands on people that God would refire you, that God would pick up that arrow, you, and He would shoot you into the future because the future is now where you're supposed to be. Beyond what has been seen, and every level beyond that, I sense it in the Spirit. There's people tonight, financially, God wants to give you a major breakthrough. 
but you're in this concept of, I need to work harder. How, how have that worked out for you? I need to work harder. I need to put in more hours. I need to, because you've been, you've been putting in more hours, but in the spirit, what I see is that your income went down. The harder you work, the less it becomes. There's an easier way. There's an easier way. Amen? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Father. What we're doing tonight is God. It's not me. God is going to touch you where you are. He's going to refire you right there. He's going to pick you up. One thing that I want to ask you tonight is very important is for you to give, forgive people. Forgive people. Before God can launch you, you have to let go of those that have failed. Earthly fathers, earthly mothers, spiritual mothers, spiritual fathers, those that have failed, forgive them. Forgive them. I know it hurt. I know it was difficult. You know, one of my challenges as a young man, I started to pursue God from the age of 16. I had many mentors, many coaches. But in my life, as soon as I would grow on the same level that they were, they destroyed me. Many of them. <laughs> Some of the greatest people in our nation that were spiritual fathers and mothers to me. I learned from them. But as soon as I came to the same place, they saw me as opposition. They saw me as a threat. Never my intention to compete with them. I mean, they taught me everything that I know come from those places. I've sat under their, under their word. But then that, that happens. And there's people here tonight as well. Don't say, look at me and say, oh, shame, Andre. It happened to you as well. In some form of area in your life, those that have trained you, those that have equipped you, have become your enemies. They turned against you. Don't blame them. Don't look at that. God wants to relaunch you. It's not over. <laughs> he wants to relaunch you. It doesn't matter how old you, whether you're 50, 60, 70, 100 tonight. It's not too late. God can refire you. He can shoot you into the place. And so I want you to know tonight that there's a Jesus. There's a Jesus that's refiring you. And He doesn't want you just to do what He has done. He wants you to do greater things. He wants to shoot you into the future <laughs> to do greater miracles. And that's why I'm saying tonight, don't put miracles in a box and say this is the only miracle that's allowed. He wants you to do greater things. He wants you to do things that has not been seen. Not for your glory, your image, but because you are the exact representation of God. His glory. When people look at you, they need to see God. They need to see God. God's filling the earth right now with His glory, with Him. He's filling the earth. People are looking at others on trains, on planes, on the ground, in the fields, and they see God. They see the hand of God. They see the glory of God. They're drawn to that. They see. We work in the same field, but you are blessed and I'm not. We're on the same plane. We do the same thing. I put in the same hours that you are putting in, but you are more blessed. What do you have? What is upon you? Church, it's time for God's people to be blessed, to be favored. <clears throat> in every walk of life, in every area, the blessing of the Lord to be upon them. God's blessings. Amen? Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, 
please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.